Chapter 19 Jonathan Harker's Journal 1st of October, 5 a.m. I went with the party to the search with an easy mind, for I think I never saw Mina so absolutely strong and well. I'm so glad that she consented to hold back and let us men do the work. Somehow it was a dread to me that she was in this fearful business at all, but now that her work is done, and that it is due to her energy and brains and foresight that the whole story is put together in such a way that every point tells, she may well feel that her part is finished, and she can henceforth leave the rest to us. We were, I think, all a little upset by the scene with Mr. Renfield. When we came away from his room, we were silent till we got back to the study. Then Mr. Morris said to Dr. Seward, "'Say, Jack, if that man wasn't attempting a bluff, he is about the sanest lunatic I ever saw. I am not sure, but I believe he had some serious purpose, and if he had, it was pretty rough on him not to get a chance.' Lord Godalming and I were silent, but Dr. Van Helsing added, "'Friend John, you know more about lunatics than I do, and I am glad of it, for I fear that if it had been me to decide, I would before that last hysterical outburst have given him free.' But we live and learn, and in our present task we must take no chance, as my friend Quincy would say. All is best as they are. Dr. Seward seemed to answer them both in a dreamy kind of way. I don't know but that I agree with you. If that man had been an ordinary lunatic, I would have taken my chance of trusting him. But he seemed so mixed up with the Count in an indexy kind of way that I am afraid of doing anything wrong by helping his fads. I can't forget how he prayed with almost equal fervour for a cat— then tried to tear my throat out with his teeth. Besides, he called the Count Lord and Master, and he may want to get out and help him in some diabolical way. That horrid thing has the wolves and rats and his own kind to help him, so I suppose he isn't above trying to use a respectable lunatic. He certainly did seem earnest, though. I only hope we have done what is best. These things, in conjunction with the wild work we have in hand, help to unnerve a man. The Professor stepped over, and laying his hand on his shoulder, said in his grave, kindly way, "'Friend John, have no fear. We are trying to do our duty in a very sad and terrible case. We can only do as we deem best. What else have we to hope for, except the pity of the good God?'